Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Rules for Life. With Beth and Helen. With Beth and Helen. Here we are. Back here. again. <laughs> uh, this week we have the uh, performer, comedian, voice artist and former musician Daniel Barker on the podcast. We do indeed. And it's quite an innovative format this week in the sense that we just go all over the shop with yeah. multiple rules it was rolling rules it was rolling rules rolling in the rules um it's quite refreshing actually yeah mix things up a very enlightening yes. and intriguing set of rules that sort of all made me think flow off the back of each other make you think about the universe make you think about <laughs> i was about to say snakes. shoes Sho- shoes <laughs> and snakes, snakes. <laughs> all sorts of things uh have a listen Check him out on Twitter and on the various other YouTubes platforms he posts stuff on. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Bye. Bye. So, um, so you've written 40 rules. Well, it's actually... Are they numbered? <laughs> 50? Are they all numbered? They look like they're in sections. Well, no, they're, yeah. they're, they're, I've written, uh, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lots of five. Okay. <laughs> so that's 35. 35. Well, yeah, I, I couldn't really narrow it, narrow it down, and there's just a lot of rules I really believe in. But wow. I don't know why, but from here it looks a bit like a Bible... Not a Bible, but it looks like... It looks like I the co- yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I mean. Like the com- not commandments, but, you know, it looks like thou shalt not. That is the <laughs> it looks like the contents of a really lame self-help book. Yeah. <laughs> Chapters. Like, uh, Which yeah. is exactly what it is. <laughs> no. Uh, so how are you going to... How do you want to do this? Yeah. Well, shall just I just read like, them all out? <laughs> pick them out as we... You did know, you, so did you I find... How did you... <laughs> you put the ones you like the best in bold. Yeah, yeah. How did you find coming up with them... Hard or easy or too easy? <laughs> uh, well, at first I was—I just thought, oh God, where do I start? And I immediately went to some of the little truisms or whatever that my dad used to come come out with and say, mm. um, like, well, get high on work and stay high, or all the better <laughs> matchbox in the world will be a path to your door, or there's, <laughs> there's not more to life than washing the dishes. There's, also really there's not more to that. There isn't more to life than that. No, and it's a it's a quite a, a profound rule i i could get on board with that because i think in the sense that if you think you're too big to wash the dishes then you've lost it and also washing the dishes might be mundane and everyday but actually life is made up of those things and if you can't enjoy that then you're screwed and life is going to be miserable yeah that is a good point because he he always thought he, he was yeah he used to say i used to think i was he who shouldn't have to wash the dishes or he who yeah um he who doesn't i don't know what the hell he was talking about but then he said no i am he who washes the dishes or something but this guy was you know he loved dishes insane, what's so. his name he who <laughs> <laughs> no i mean he, he was a he was like a but you know kind of bohemian poet so yeah i mean a lot he had a lot of them there's quite a few in here but okay mine are slightly more pragmatic okay i'm really intrigued by yeah this. me too it's a new format, what? and I'm all over it. <laughs> so what do we do? Do we just go into the rules, or do we talk about something else first? We normally go into the rules. Yeah, because that's what brings it That's what brings it out. You've already told us a story. Yeah. Well, actually, one of them ties of them. into something we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, go on then. If you, look, you, do, you can do it in whatever order you want to do it. I didn't. never thought I'd be talking about this, but yeah. obviously you were saying that, talking about 
school memorabilia jumpers and I was saying yeah. I can't imagine wanting one because it's like for me a school was like prison I wouldn't want a yeah. prison jumper to yeah. remember my time in <laughs> so, you say I, that they've got some nice colours and you know yeah. well yeah I mean if you enjoy people orange. won't mess with you if you wear your prison jumper yeah, yeah but I guess um, yeah I was saying how when I quit secondary school I put all my books in the bath and yeah. pulped them using my own body <laughs> naked body I should add Lovely. and then I took all the pulp and poured it down a toilet in with a jug and I kind of I was I was kind of it was some kind of like ritualistic initiation of destruction and just trying to cleanse yourself like, yeah, psychologically erase all of that that all those memories it was everything mm. I'd written of it all the books I'd even the work I was kind of reasonably proud of except my art but yeah. obviously everything else went yeah. and it was it was purifying I felt like I'd finally cut the head off the snake <laughs> in a way and that's one of my rules is cut the head off the snake oh Okay. How does that apply outside of pulping your books in the bath? I think sometimes you have to have the courage to uh, end something and yeah. go against the, say, uh, more cautionary way of uh, dragging something out mm. or not being able to be decisive. And if you truly have decided that it's something, you know, you've got to walk away from or something that's been dragging on or it could be could be a relationship or even a friendship or something that is making you unhappy sometimes you have to be able to cut the head of a snake yeah and just be ruthless in your decision making and pulp pulp them in the bath yeah, I pulp them in the bath I mean bear in mind I was don't pulp people I in the bath <laughs> I don't do that to my friends anymore it was one time yeah, it's one of many weird things I've done the, the list goes on and on in terms of yeah but like reason. so sort of like my, one of my rules which was quit when you want to quit wasn't it something like that yeah Yes, it's a, it's a good rule, and I think you can you can apply it in in many ways. Uh, also, yeah, but ultimately, um, sometimes sometimes it can be even habits as well. Like I've had, yeah. I've really got into which leads into another rule. But I've got yeah. into kind of you know self experimentation, and yeah. one of the things I've got into is say giving up things up yeah. radically, very in, in one fell swoop, cutting the head off the snake. Mm. That and. This, I don't know things that are bad for you or good for you or like just things that you're like I'm doing this too much I don't want to be doing this anymore uh, anything short term gratification okay, okay. Uh, definitely yeah so sugar um, you know f- maybe not uh, alcohol <laughs> but or necessarily drugs but I've personally experimented with uh, you know giving up like masturbation for example yeah and, and how did it go well uh, absolutely amazing <laughs> <laughs> completely transformative yeah I, I mean that is basically one of my rules as well yeah just stop wanking well i'd say definitely try it if you haven't okay and see how far you can get and a lot of people really struggle you know, yeah. after two weeks or something like that they really really do struggle with it but there's something about giving up on just easily accessible escape and short-term gratification yeah it just helps you appreciate long-term gratification so much more and I really have learnt to appreciate long-term gratification, giving that up yeah. mm. for various periods of time. And weirdly, the times I've given that up have led to just the most bizarre stories and actions and have kind of given me a kind of much more, uh, I don't know, centred uh, reward circuitry. Yeah. And I've got you know a few stories that have come out of giving that up on various occasions. But yeah. I highly recommend it. It's, okay. a, it's a conversation starter. I mean, I can talk about that for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I can talk about it for an hour. That's it. That's what all the is points this, on Is the this list in are. a relationship or single doing it? 
Well, Both. it would be brilliant to give it up in a relationship. It would, it would, I mean, look, I've got nothing against it. You know, what, morally, wank, wank away as far as I'm concerned. Doesn't it's kill really, kittens. It's great. I mean, nobody loves it more than me, but that's the whole point. <laughs> it's like, it, it's something, it's something that it's instantaneous pleasure mm. and release. It's always on demand. And I, I do think that there's a, there's something profound about being able to take control over that yeah. impulsive desire, yeah. and it does create a positive feedback loop. Where, yeah. I mean, you, you do you sound like a maniac whenever you're telling anyone about this, but uh, maybe there's a TED talk about it, isn't is there? there? I don't think it's TED to do. It. Yeah, I think it's less to do with masturbation and more to do with watching porn and rewiring your. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, rewiring how, like you said, the gratification that it you go porn is instant gratification and that we have bad circles of what did you call it reward circuitry reward circuitry Thank yeah the, you. the weird thing is when you when you if you give it up to give up pornography mm. or get away or get porn out of your life which is it really is just not good for you yeah frontal lobe okay. <laughs> <laughs> not that frontal lobe <laughs> but it, the, the it, other one it really does uh what i realized is that actually it, it wasn't even that it was actually just the 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 kind of accessible ability to escape into uh, kind of physical release like that uh, just whenever you want that yeah. actually was just it was taking away some vitality from it i don't know mm. and well if any if you uh, too much of a good thing hey of anything hey i have no problem going on record about this i've told yeah. ev- i've told everyone i meet about what i think <laughs> about that what's the response generally um, m- most people are like, "Did you have a really big, big problem?" And I'm, and I'm, as far as I'm concerned, I was completely normal. Yeah. But I just, I'd always had a problem. I suppose, always had a problem, definitely with pornography. It's just not something I've ever been able to sit with. Yeah. Ethically, it was made, always just left me feeling a bit sick. Yeah. yeah. And then I suppose, just masturbation on its own, great, love it, but it does come. At, at a cost, as does anything that's giving you a dopamine release. Mm, it does yeah. come with... It isn't for free. I mean, they, they tell you it's good for your skin, you should do it every night, whatever. It helps do they? Relax. Who's they? <laughs> it's like the myth, isn't it? It's, it's so encouraged, but actually, I don't know. Mm. As a, I don't know, Self-love. I don't know what it's like, for, for, if it's any different for men and women, but as a man, I definitely feel so much better. I feel like so the difference between men and women that I've tended to observe or hear is that yeah. if men are bored, they're like, I have a wank. If I'm bored... I'd watch some telly. <laughs> so it's it's more like... Which isn't good for your skin. <laughs> which so is not as good for your skin. Where's the balance in that? Yeah, and you're, you're like every time, yeah, you feel like disappointment or you feel rejection or you feel lonely and you do that. It's like then you feel okay for a minute and then it's like you're basically just caught in a cycle of... Yeah. Just, it, it's a sustainable cycle, but ultimately it's a, a cycle that keeps you kind of numbed out and it stops you feeling hungry. And it's like, I want to make, I want to make peace with that yeah. hunger somehow. And... The, on the journey i put myself through which leads to another rule yeah which is to you know conduct experiments on yourself okay as, as often as possible yeah i'm a fan of that uh, and what i mean this is i, I can't keep up <laughs> best mind so, is blown uh so like okay so this is an experiment that you have done on yourself and it's worked would you say absolutely yes yeah. i mean it's definitely changed my life in in many ways well that's a success then and what what's other experiments have you done or are there any in progress currently um what other experiments well uh i suppose experiments with food 
Yeah. Like I've, I've done cut, many of them. Yes, everyone, everyone does that. And it's amazing yeah. to, if you really commit to it, what you, what you can Potato you can gives me hot feet, which Beth doesn't believe. No. But potato, I've experimented you, with that, and that is a truism for me. So when you eat a potato, your feet go hot? Yep. I did wow. say at the end of last week's <laughs> for podcast quite a while. that we would be talking about this because... Uh, my boyfriend thinks that's all we talk about on the podcast. <laughs> what? His potatoes. Is all I mention is my dad and that all Helen mentions is everything <laughs> she's allergic to. Sorry, Brad. And that potatoes make her legs go hot and swell up. <laughs> and, and I did say, <laughs> tune in next week and we'll be talking about Helen's hot legs when she eats potatoes and here we and are. And I fulfilled that promise. So, you've ex- so Helen has experimented mm. with that and had the same mm. results time after time. Yes. <laughs> Have you tried fasting? Fasting? Have, yes. Just what, for the sake of fasting? Yeah. Yeah. The 5-2. Fasting's an interesting one to experiment with. I like feeling hungry, so I normally, like, allow, I don't like eating if I don't feel really hungry. So Yes, well, like, exactly. You can you can find, like, easy ways around that. But I don't know. I mean, foods are, food are quite... A, foods are something... There's so much misinformation around it. I mean, you can't... The second you start going one down, down one alley, you end up uh, with a thousand contradictions, so... Yeah. Nobody really knows anything, it seems to me. Well, and also everyone's different. I think that's the key thing that all of the guidelines miss is that, you know, my sister's got Crohn's disease. The stuff that she can eat is completely different to the stuff that you could eat that's good for you. I know. It's just just a completely pointless thing to <laughs> to tell the of, whole population I mean, that's what you just say on a podcast really yeah. but <laughs> i just i i've i really uh uh i don't know maybe maybe we should talk about it but i guess i've kind of experimented with uh like paleo diets and yeah i've yeah. experimented with and paleo is like no carb meat. before mob uh, that's that's just no carbohydrates Protein. Okay, so and just, when okay. you really start looking into carbohydrates, when you start looking into how they're broken uh, bad, down, bad boys, and their links to inflammation, and the new science is just emerging right now mm. about them, which is literally a, you know, only about a few months old, tying into depression and anxiety, oh, really? and the effects of car- car- complex carbs, but also plants. Mm. I mean, again, I sound completely insane, <laughs> but <laughs> it is amazing and it's worth looking into. And it's like this is another rule. Yeah, there's going to be what forty rules. Like. <laughs> I, I like. I'm going to have to keep track of them so I remember. We should be doing this for for Lent. Yeah. Okay. So next rule. Well, and I think yeah. The other rule is is um, I I tried to have is to be to have to have I don't know to to have total conviction about whatever it is you've convinced yourself of. Yeah. Say you've discovered a new thing of a fad or a bunch of facts or. And then, I don't know, I always commit to it like uh, orthodoxy when I, when I find something new. But I always stay completely open-minded as well. To change your mind. So are you paleo now? Um, right now, I'm actually experimenting with a uh, high-fat, high-protein, low-carbohydrate, very low-plant diet. Low okay. veg and After like going on a date, veg. actually. Okay. One of the date was a nutritionist. I'm convinced. I mean, <laughs> perfect. And uh, how much have you had to pay them? <laughs> uh, well, well, like, nothing. No. No. Free I mean, advice. The 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 date was quite a long time ago, but uh, I you know we just became friends because she was such a she's an expert you, in the field. You right out. And uh, but she started sending me some interesting articles and uh, and stuff that PhD that she's written on it, and then I was like, right, I'm going to start trying it and see what happens. Mm. And so far, felt pretty good, you know. Yeah. Eating a lot of butter. Love and butter. I'm losing weight. Yeah, butter's great. 
Just but like butter in what sense? Because obviously you can't be having it on bread. So you like cooking with it or like just chunks well, of butter? I've, I, I've started putting it in my coffee. Which I've is, heard uh, about this, yeah. What? Is it... Well, obviously there's bulletproof coffee, right? Which is something everybody is, knows about. It's quite I uh, don't know. Tell big me. fat. Well, it's from this guy called, um, what's his name? Uh, yeah, some David Asprey, I think. Okay. And it's a million dollar company where you, you add MCT oil with, which is from coconuts. And okay. you add that into unsalted grass-fed butter in your coffee. Your coffee has to be Central American because it has the least mold spores. Okay. And then you blend that up. You get an amazing froth. It is yeah. like a proper coffee. Tastes incredible. But, I mean, you can, you know, you don't need that much butter. You don't really need that much butter. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. I haven't heard about any of this stuff. This is a revelation. You what can... does the butter add to it? Or well, you're just trying to get the butter in, in any way possible that isn't? Good fats. Well, well, yes, if it's grass-fed, then the, the idea is that the, the nutrients ah. in the butter are much more accessible they're much, and they bind to fat, which is easy for your body to access. Yeah. But more importantly is the energy uh, is, it's such a small amount of butter, but you just burn on that all day, all day till two or three. Yeah. And then you have another uh, high-fat, high-protein meal. Your body hasn't burnt a single carbohydrate in that time. Yeah. And then the idea is you force your body into ketosis yeah. where it starts By to access. butter. Yes. This is great news for me because I eat a shit ton of butter, but <laughs> on bread. On pasta. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's a recipe yeah. for disaster. Yeah, and that I can know. cause, that can lead to I've, diabetes. I've so. Been, so, um, yes. Uh, <laughs> that's another rule. Um, butter can leave butter and pasta. <laughs> I say all this, but I could, I'm, you know. But you're still Next week, I'll be, I'll just She'll throw be it a vegetarian away. eating I only pasta. I might try and convince you that pasta and butter is really good for you and see what happens. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> Have I'm, you ever I'm, had cachao pepe? I don't that's really a great meal. Yeah. Yes, but that's cheese. <laughs> that is cheese and butter mm-hmm. and pepper. Well done. Yeah, I mean, I sound like I really get, I care about all this stuff, but I actually don't. And, uh, no, and I'm probably trying to give a shit. But that's part of your rule: is trying stuff, whatever. Commit. What is it? Co- have conviction. I've written it down. Have have total conviction of whatever you've convinced yourself for of. three months, and then yes. have conviction but in something else. But also remain open-minded. Yeah, re- yeah, and you to know, be uh, convinced of more things. Yes, and having your opinion switch on a dime as well. Yeah, and then you're <laughs> able, that's what I, I, I live with uh, Natasha Dimitri, and that's what she yeah. says about me: is that I just switch on a dime all the time. Yeah, which is it's, to live with that's hard. <laughs> she didn't in know what, what to buy like, from what, Sainsbury's do anymore. Do you notice yeah. doing it? Um, no. I don't, but I, I, I suppose I'm constantly seeing both sides of the square, but I, I guess it's a kind of form of uh, ingrained hypocrisy that I just <laughs> just can't get away from. Yeah. But maybe th- maybe there's something to being a hypocrite with your no, opinions. I, I think don't know. It's what my family would call you contrary. <laughs> but, uh, Mary, in, Mary. Like, can't, like, constantly switch. But I quite like that because I think it... I mean, Better being dogmatic. is so boring to say, but... You'll never not have something to say about something, and it will. Ne- it, and it also, I think, makes you more positive about everything. That's true, yeah. Because that's, that's you're right. constantly like, well, I, I'm open to whatever. Like, I will listen, and I'm not going to go, no, no, that's wrong, no. Yeah, that, although I, you I, might do it. I, I, I think you're right. I, there's something. I, I'm. I, I feel like I'm. There's constantly an argument going on in my head all the time, and yeah. But and yet, when I, whenever I take a side there, I always yeah. sound like convince myself of it so much yeah <laughs> it's, it's really it's quite confusing to be honest yeah. <laughs> it's a hard way to live you've got no yeah. idea you don't agree with half of the rules that you've already said anybody. <laughs> no, it doesn't <laughs> blend well mind. with drugs either i had a terrible experience on uh, with drugs at a festival once and oh God. ended up in this spinning cycle of 
this yeah this contrary split in my head between I'm going to I'm in serious trouble here oh god this is terrible oh no I'm absolutely fine yeah everything's okay but the, the by virtue of actually saying everything's going to be fine it meant there was something wrong so yeah and that went on for three days <laughs> until I got home it was like a brilliant festival it was the worst experience of my life <laughs> and then I, I had to go and do a, a voiceover for McVitie's oh my god was, uh, I had two voices in my head <laughs> it was uh it was, it was absolutely Which one horrific came out in the end well, the biscuity flavored one. <laughs> I was uh, I was seeing a therapist at the time. Yeah. Because my um, my dad had died. Yeah. And uh, the therapist so, said didn't make it any better at all. He said, no. "Look, if this keeps going, uh, you know, just give me a call. We'll get you to the psychiatric ward." And uh, as it turned <sighs> out, I woke up. Everything was fine. Oh. And uh, yeah, no, it was uh, <laughs> it was just the drugs. <laughs> it was just the drugs. Don't take drugs, kids. The bis- did they give you biscuits whilst you were recording the voiceovers? Do you think they might have helped? Um, if they'd given me a hobnob, maybe it would have the oh. carbs would have zoned me yeah, out a bit, yeah. you know, yeah. a bit of carbohydrate valium. But no, funnily enough, that isn't one of my rules. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't take drugs, but you know, oh, yeah, let's let's not go down that road either. Okay, I, okay. I mean, well, if you want, if you've got them on your list, what else? Oh, I mean, what? Pick oh. one out that you. Yeah. Oh, come How on. How many rules have I got left? I've completely lost track. Well, I yeah, me too. I'm just Does it have to listening. be five? No, I mean... No, look, we normally have tell the rule to before. be five because some people... People like, their, like rules. Yeah. We give them the rule of five, but... Yeah. Um, okay, maybe I should talk about something to make myself seem less insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, so, it just starts pulping the paper. Yeah, I mean, um, so I've got... <laughs> I think fake it till you make it's a really good rule. Yeah. Nice. Um, if, you know, in I, I think a lot of the... Every time I've managed to get a ball rolling in life in some way, it's because I've I've gone like, I'm just going to pretend that yeah. this is for real. And well, I guess I've just done it a few times. Yeah, uh, I, I did it uh, with when I was first making music and, you know, I just yeah. started putting it on MySpace. And that's why I've got this ridiculous pseudonym for comedy as well, because I was kind yeah. of putting it out under a pseudonym and pretending because I, I suppose I didn't didn't have the courage to fully. Where stand did that by name it. come from? Damien slash, it was like Damien slash, right. as in forward slash. Right. You know, it was like, my Your name's Michael name. forward, forward slash Damien slash, I think it was. Oh, okay. I mean, that was 15 again when I came up with that, so never been able to get rid of it. So. Yeah. But uh, it's sort of, look, we've talked about this on another episode about old email handles from when you were a teenager. So actually, I think you could have done a lot worse. You could have done worse. Damien slash sounds quite. It's, quite it's a edgy. bit like Vic Reeves. Like Vic Reeves decided he was called Vic Reeves, but his real name's Jim Moore. Oh, I know. Like now yeah. he's trying to get his actual real name back out there, <laughs> and everyone's yeah. like, "No, it's Vic Reeves," because Vic Reeves sounds like quite a normal name. I thought that was his name, <laughs> but yeah. Vic I Reeves that is that. a character. Who knew? Yeah, I mean, I, the problem is, I've yeah, his I, character I, is very similar to his actual person. That's what's confusing. <laughs> yeah, dang it, dang it. I mean, Slash isn't a name, is it? But uh, it's I, a good uh, stage name. I don't know it if is. I've spoken about this on. The, on the podcast before, but uh, I do have a good faking it story. Yeah, go on them. Um, from when I so I'd, I'd uh, in the last year of university, I did. Uh, I was obviously doing drama, but I was making music in my bedroom because I absolutely ha- hated university. To be honest, yeah. I, I couldn't stand it. And uh, you think you would have realised maybe after pulping all of <laughs> your school books, books. school of flushing the town of toilet, maybe university wasn't for you. Yeah, well, I kind of had a feeling. No, mind you, I, I loved going to sixth form though. Oh, okay, really loved okay. that. 
Plot so, twist. Yeah, but I absolutely loved that. I mean, I kept all the books from that. Yeah. Was it in the same school? <laughs> no, no, I went okay. to Camden School be, for Girls. That would be great. Yeah, Coming it's back. It's changed now. Coming out of my own place. Well, I went, I went to New a, lease of life. a girls' school. Yeah, uh, which did help. You know, I was one of fifty boys in four six form. Yeah. Okay. So that I think I, I come from a, a really. Uh, I won't mention his name. I came from a boys' school I didn't like. And, but, yeah. but anyway, uh, so I was making music, and then um, I made one track that went onto MySpace, and that track uh, got picked up by some French uh, fashion designer called Jean Charles de Cachelbajac. <laughs> Wow. Gorgeous. He, yeah, he did, the, and he used it for his summer spring collection, which was Aww. a CGI video of Lego men walking up and down with the clothes on. It made absolutely no sense. <laughs> but that uh, that became the that became like a little bit of a hot track, hot track in yeah. Paris in the Paris music scene. Great. It was called Age Fifteen. Well, no, at this point I was I was uh, obviously oh, this is at university. Uh, well, this was after it, so this was two thousand eight. Okay. And I, the, I got a, a message from this uh, music magazine called Magique RPM, which mm. is like the kind of French enemy. And they, they sent me a message because they thought I was a band. They said, <laughs> would you come yeah. and play live head at the, as the headline act at Flesh Door Music Venue, which is like a 500 wow. people venue. Wow. Uh, above this band called Rock and Roll. <laughs> they were one of the cool bands at the time in Paris. Mm. Terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I, I was like, they said, we'll pay you a thousand euros. And wow. I, I, was, I was on the doll at the time. Yeah. And I was you know, living in my mum's room, which I wouldn't actually move out of until I was 25. <laughs> so I was like, absolutely. Uh, did I say I was living in my mum's room? Yeah. No, House? I was living in my mum's flat. <laughs> Sharing I a bed. Like, I questioning that further or no? No, no, I def- no? I've never, never slept in my mum's room. <laughs> If you like, yeah, I was like, maybe they shared a room. I used to share a bedroom with my brothers till we were quite old, <laughs> but that was purely out of necessity and it wasn't full time. Glad we've cleared that one up. Yes, so, so you didn't have he had his own space and his I own bed, money, basically. Okay. Yeah, and so I was like, absolutely, we'll be there. Well, you know, we're ready we. to roll. Yeah, you know, my band, which didn't exist, we're <laughs> ready to roll. And so, I next thing. You know, I was like, right, well, I've got to get a band together. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just had this, it suddenly occurred to me, it's like, it's all electronic music. We'll just mime the whole thing. Mm. So I got uh, my friend Tom from, you'd, you'd just, you'd been at uh, university doing drama with me. Mm. I was good friends with, and we'd made some comedy videos together with. And my other friend, Tom Brennan, who was a primary school friend. And the idea was that I'd have, I'd have Tom, Tom, the comedy friend, doing the piano. <laughs> and he didn't even know which end of the piano was. <laughs> when, when we started out. Yeah. He, him and me would be singing and I'd be playing this little Casio keyboard Yeah, and Tom would be on the computer which was in a suitcase and, but the computer was a desktop computer <laughs> I didn't have a laptop and so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone in the fashion scene was like this is so cool well I, I thought it was I thought yeah this looks cool this is fine and so we practiced miming for a week and singing mm. these songs that we kind of came up with on the spot uh, one of them was called Snowman just gives you a sense of how terrible <laughs> This was going to be, and uh, we uh, yeah we practiced and practiced and practiced. Then we're like, right, let's go. I think we're ready. And uh, we at the, the Eurostar, we met this guy called Carl, who <laughs> had met, found me on MySpace and wanted to be my music manager. And you know, I'd never met Carl before, and he was a, he was a quiet guy. I mean, yeah. lovely man, lovely, lovely guy. But yeah, it was quite random. And he right. came with yeah. us, and he was at our age. And then we had to go and do the sound check straight away at the venue when we got to Paris, mm. dragging this desktop computer in a suitcase <laughs> through, for like four miles. Yeah. So it was 
dev- you know, like completely covered in sweat we got there and then we had to fool the sound man uh, that we were playing live first which was actually even scarier yeah and i don't know how we did that i think we just got you know tom would play on the, yeah. on the track on the computer and we'd start mining away and you know our manager this guy carl now the manager said yeah you're uh it's good sounds good sounds real and, and he, he knew that you were going to mime it oh he knew everything oh oh yeah he knew <laughs> it, it was a, it was a desperate situation okay uh but we had to do the gig because it was it was quite it was high, quite high profile considering yeah. we've just come from nowhere yeah and then and uh two of you aren't actually in the band <laughs> don't know how to play yeah. yeah and if he said oh my sister's in the band but she got exams and so make it seem like we're more <laughs> and then we got to the we, we got back to the hotel then we went back to this venue and when we came back to the venue to perform it was just full of people there's about 500 people filling yeah. up to the walls for all these bands and for us and they were playing the song when i walked in and then they took us back to this back room and gave us some drinks and then did an interview with us and they, they spoke french so we're just talking utter bollocks <laughs> like utter rubbish for about 20 minutes in french or in english Some, sometimes in french sometimes not, <laughs> making it all up yeah and then uh um then we kind of went on stage and i had uh i'd set up this wireless computer keyboard you know that there's just a computer keyboard yeah wireless, so that i could pre- pre- press a few buttons and make it look like i was playing sounds and instruments mm-hmm. and then and then we'd go into the song and it would seem like it was actually happening live yeah but but if i press the space button it would stop everything it was a huge flaw <laughs> oh, God. and then uh yeah at one point i was re- it was going really well just kind of doing a dad <laughs> dance getting into it about halfway through and then i pulled the keyboard into me oh, and no. uh, just, the entire thing just shut down <gasps> in front of everyone and all the, the it seemed like the lights went off as well oh it? my <laughs> god and then uh, i managed to uh just say technical difficulties <laughs> <laughs> I, said, technical, I think I said technical difficulties and, <laughs> and then we yeah just kind of picked up from where we left off my friend uh, Tom had nearly had a panic attack before we went <laughs> I had to give him a whole bottle of wine to oh. just to get him to, to, to do it because it was just it was absolutely terrifying yeah and then we, yeah after that we just got through it I got given the cash I gave some to those two and to Carl yeah and had about 500 quid left and uh, yeah managed to yeah live off that for about two months oh back God. in the day you could live off it i'm sweating just thinking oh, yeah. about being involved in that scenario so i guess my point is <laughs> i mean did i make it not really <laughs> no you did you made uh, it but it was very the show no, on. but maybe from that you have learned in other situations that you did manage to get away with it Yes, so it gives yes. you more confidence in the future and to that, yes, fake it exactly. so you make it and that can lead to the things where you go holy shit did we just get away with that next time i wouldn't be so nervous and yeah and in truth i did eventually go on to become yeah. an actual music producer off yeah. the back of that experience and the the, the the press i got from that actually that that fake mm. got an article it got pictures it got a video on youtube which you can still see actually <laughs> it's quite shocking but uh it did eventually lead to me getting kind of you know signed as a music artist which yeah. was yeah completely ridiculous given that i couldn't even use a mic <laughs> couldn't even use a mic <laughs> but i did it for three years i mean you, uh, so that so that was all fake that was all an act well i suppose the music wasn't fake but i had to start by faking yes. it yeah i had to you know i had to pretend you there's were a more point where the faking becomes real, real. and i yeah. think you should, you should have the courage to 
just like just by putting something out there it might feel you might feel like a fraud and imposter but actually if you keep doing it and get you start to get better the line become between you being an idiot and become it becoming a real thing kind of just start to blur well and that's the only way anything starts because people mm. people only want to believe what they think they've already seen so you have to sort of it's a really good lesson in life yeah. is to just start doing it start doing the thing that you, you know pursue the talent you feel you've got inside yourself mm. and start and share and share it with the world even if it doesn't feel perfect and you yeah you can't be an expert and you can't know everything no. when you start you have like, to just get on with it there was a girl yeah. that i went to university with called connie uh that my connie huck not connie, not huck, connie, huck. No, connie with a c not with a k uh and she was from uh durham well she was from the northeast okay. i think she was from outside of durham newcastle area and once she did a facebook status and it was very hard to ever read anything that she wrote not in her accent and once she did a facebook status that said the only way to learn is by learning and i thought <laughs> yes connie yes it is yeah because it's like fake it till you make it like you're not going to know that you can do that unless you pretend you can and learn how to do it by yeah, pretending. The learning, yes, the, the, the learning. But part some of that people process. might be too scared to pretend. Well, most people, I think, anything creative I mean, people are like, to pretend. I haven't done it before, so I'm yeah. not. Obviously, this applies to certain situations. Whereas, like, if you're going to pretend, don't pretend to be a doctor or a surgeon or like, uh, you know, that thing in the news where there was a woman. Uh, who pretended to be a three-year-old child, but was actually a fully grown woman? What? Yeah, okay, three-year-old child. How do you? Has anyone pretend to be that small? She had dwarfism, <laughs> I believe. Oh, oh, fair enough. But she was adopted from another country, and she'd sort of pretended to be three to um, be a refugee, and this American family had adopted her. But it's got a lot of twists. I mean, terms. that's a strange. I'm still not entirely sure of who is in the right here. Because they have no idea how old this supposed child slash adult woman is. Because she didn't mm. have any birth certificate or anything. And uh... Has she made it though? <laughs> yeah, what was the goal? She's she seems now like gone, she's kind of made it. She made it for she's a famous. bit because she's she lived with a family. <laughs> but um, there's, there's a very funny... I think they covered this on My Favourite Murder. I don't know why because it was not a murder. <laughs> she didn't try... So this She did try to murder someone. ...child or adult women tried to used to attack her adoptive mother and then they sort of uh realized that she was definitely an adult <laughs> and sort of like put her up in a flat and everything but they were like they left her to it because they're not going to be like anyway but so she did it's make really it for dark. that period of time i want to look at a picture wanker. of it fake it till you make it i think actually not really the interpretation of that rule that we wanted no yeah that's what i mean better because on a on a dark okay. tangent to be fair i'd say she 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 faked it and she's made it yeah. <laughs> she, she achieved what she set out to achieve she's got a good home some good food yeah, she's you keep saying life. the same thing over and over again. Eventually, people just start to fall in line and yeah. believe it. Basically, people are very easily persuaded. Yeah. And all it takes is for you to be convinced about something, and then they'll be convinced about something. True. And that's yeah, like a part of faking gets the persistence as well. And I mean, look at Boris Johnson, guys. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's perfect uh, example of fake it to make it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Continue faking it. Nearly yeah. everyone you can point to has has done it. Yeah. Yeah.
We're yes. just talking about hitting rock bottom as well. <laughs> I was saying hit, hit, yeah, hitting yeah. rock bottom. I think is it. Do you think you have? Uh, uh, well, I've hit. I think I've I've hit an all time low at certain points that, have, mm. and those were the key moments where I actually I can I can I can tell you the the, the moment where I hit yeah. rock bottom, yeah. which follows on from what I was saying about the music thing. Yeah. This which this is what. Once my uh, I got to the year three of this music career, <laughs> at, at one at one point I'd uh, I'd had Lana Del Rey come round to my house uh, when oh I, my uh, Clang, but she yeah. was called Lizzie was uh, Lizzie Grant. At the, time. I remember <laughs> the lowest moment. A friend of mine was really obsessed with her when she was Lizzie Grant. Right, yes, and she was. Co- so she's not at all called Lana Del Rey. No. <sighs> That's a disappointment. But I, I, um, I, I didn't know. I didn't know how to record her properly or make a song with her. I didn't know yeah. how to collaborate at all. Oh, and so, so this is when fake it till you make it didn't. Well, that's unfortunately. I, di- I didn't really know, yeah, how to how to collaborate musically. So yeah. I, I couldn't. And also, she played me her songs that, I, and I just thought, meh. <laughs> I thought this isn't electro, you know. And <laughs> then I, the, once I'd left music, uh, and my manager had quit, and it just kind of. I'd run out of money. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend at the time sent me one of the songs about a year later, and she said, "You know, she was Colombian. She was like, oh my god, listen, listen to this.' And it was video games, mm-hmm. and, I, and I was like, "Wow, this song is absolutely, oh my god, <laughs> that was it." She oh. literally played me that oh no rough version of that, no. <laughs> and then I was like, "But then it confirmed to me that I was uh, I should have definitely quit." <laughs> so I was right to quit, but then when I quit, I actually I had a little bit of money left from the music that money i've been given and i thought instead of like just admitting defeat and going and getting a job mm. i decided to gamble the money okay uh which didn't work out <laughs> okay. so i thought you know what i'll just go i'll just sign up to play uh you know online poker oh no and i'll just double the money and i'll just keep doing that and okay. i really did think i could do that i had no idea what i was doing mm. and i ended up actually losing another two thousand pounds <laughs> Uh, and then I was in, then I was really in trouble, and I, I cried myself to sleep that night. And then I, the next day, I kind of went on Gumtree and just applied for every single job I could see. Yeah. And then I got an internship working for a, an app company that had just started up, uh, completely unpaid. And I just was like, "Well, that's it. That's me." <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, "Then I was you know, got my V-neck on and <laughs> basically just gave up on all my dreams for for two years at that point." Wow, uh, and that was really that point where I woke up to that was yeah. my rock bottom, and then the next two years were pretty grim. Really, I really wasn't very happy. I, I knew I had these things I could give the world and do, but it, in a way, it ties into another rule now. But okay. I do think seamless. That, I do think you should. It was in a way, it was kind of like walking a the, what they call walking the road of ashes because they used to make the Viking. The Vikings used to make the the youths sleep on a pile of ashes for uh, up to two or three years as a, as a way of initiating them into adulthood. Oh, so ashes? Did, what, ashes? another person's ashes? Or uh, no, the ashes from the fire. From They'd the have fire. to sleep on them. Were they hot? Well, no, no, no. They, they were old. <laughs> they were old and old wet, ashes. probably. But the idea is you were, you were deliberately uncomfortable as, as a rite of passage. Right. Mm. And in a way, it's a kind of suffering as a rite of passage. And I, I'm not saying, look, I was like, had living living in hell I, mean, I, I was just i was just like he had a bed yeah i, I had a job and it was great but i wasn't I wasn't really making yeah. enough money to like uh get, you know move out or anything or have a real life but it was still good for me it was good for me to see 
what, what I really wanted. Mm. And then I, then it was at the end of that two years that I got myself a camera, and it was like, it was like, well, look, I've got nothing to lose. Yeah. And so I'm going to start faking it till I make it. So then I started making YouTube videos, and then I started just putting out my my own what I'd been building up in me for a long time. Yeah. And within three months, I was uh, completely out of it, and I haven't looked back from that moment. Great. But it's a combination of hitting rock bottom. Yeah. And the, the the actual sometimes moving sideways is better than staying still. It's actually another one of my rules. That's a nice That's one. A good one right <laughs> Write that down. one down. Put that on a t shirt. Sometimes moving sideways is better than staying still. I actually think it's always true. Yeah. I always think yeah. just even if you're moving sideways, it's better than not just moving anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 those the those that that, that kind of completely inane job. I, I was testing mobile apps, so I was basically testing the Premier In app. <laughs> On like, Nokia's <laughs> and Blackberries. Okay. I understand the rock bottom. Yep. And I mean, I don't know if you've ever used the Premier in app, but no. sadly not. There's like a thousand things to test on that. Like, like, <laughs> what like, can you even do on that app? We're well, just like booking rooms over and over and over again. <laughs> and not but, actually go on holiday. That's quite sad. No, yeah, like because you have to test every single thing that could possibly go wrong. Oh, God. And which is so inane. And but, then fit it in a spreadsheet. Yeah. So I did that for about six hours a day for a, a year. Wow. Um, but then, uh, yeah, it actually was. It was almost hilarious in a way, and that that was the rock bottom, and then the route out to going. You know what? I've, it's either more of that, mm. or I just take a chance on myself and start listening to the people giving me advice, saying, you know, you should do this. Yeah, mm. you should have a go at that. Yeah, and yeah, I think it was. You know, that's that's basically how I entered the world of uh, YouTube voiceover and comedy, really. Yeah. I think that's like a big thing about just having a. I I personally need a big kick up the bum to do stuff. Mm. Like I need someone to go get on with it, and then I'll do it. That's my fire under the bum. Apart instead of hitting mm. rock bottom, I'm not sure I have hit rock bottom before. Well, the problem is that and maybe yeah. I should. It might help. <laughs> rock bottom can it can be different for other different people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm lucky that I don't know. Uh, I, my, I don't know maybe it was my my mum or something but mm. the, when i hit rock bottom there's there's something there so there's something inside that just says you know just 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 try again just do yeah, this yeah. Just, yeah. just right focus now let's let's try something else mm. whereas it's not always that easy and th- th- some some people don't experience that kind of safety net and some people's is much lower down and how far does the despair go i mean i don't know i don't even i don't maybe that wasn't rock bottom maybe I don't that know was just a little get. Oh, sub-level yeah it was just a dark place <laughs> it was just dark but i do think it's important for um might not be rock bottom but i think to have those times when you don't things don't pan out as you want and you don't get what you expected and actually you do fail a bit and you have to do something that makes you unhappy because it, it does yeah it feeds you and also it means that i think when you do get success you don't take it for granted there's so many people out there who I've met where everything's been so easy because of various life circumstances that nothing's actually appreciated. And therefore, like, the smallest thing to them, the smallest inconvenience becomes the equivalent of rock bottom because you have no perspective of what could be bad and how you could actually fail. Yeah, you don't appreciate the same things in quite the same way unless you've, yeah, had some kind of uh, collapse or Mm -hmm. rebirth. And that's the thing I think is this... I'm grateful for all the times I've felt like things have completely collapsed and then I've been reborn out of it and reinvented and climbed back up and got on and tried again in some way. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Those, those, um, 
I'm very grateful for that because it just affords you some perspective. But this one is a solid one. I'm I mean, asking for it. There, oh God, yeah. Look, <laughs> having, all, having all these rules. I'm, when I started writing all these rules down, I was like, I'm worried for my. Okay, for health. yourself. Why do I have so many rules? I could have written another 50 of these. Okay, well, maybe, maybe stop now once you've got them out. Maybe this is like a healthy purge exercise, yes. I hope. Of yes. Saying them all out loud. I just think they're so. I just love it. I love a rule. I, mean, I love yeah. a truth. I love a, I love a little. Uh, thing that you can apply yeah and live by and you know that's why we made this podcast for people like you yeah exactly i just i love it because it's it's all (laughs) a load of bollocks really but i tell you what yeah here we go okay commit yeah commit to being single and learn how to be single okay and stop you know defining yourself through a relationship i think it's a really yes massive life-changing game-changing thing for a lot of people Mm -hmm. who have who tend to frogger from Mm. one to the other they never ever just allow themselves to 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 kind of make enjoy truly enjoy the sense of uh, being alone and independent in the world and I sp- they miss out on a kind of warrior's path i think which you know is can be lonely at times obviously mm-hmm. but there is a there's a uh, something emerges from that and i think once you realize that, i mean i don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who hasn't found out how to be on their own yeah yeah I don't want. I want to somehow be able to transcend transcend the neediness or the need for uh, for that. Yeah. I, mean, you know, I don't. I don't mind needing someone that I love or being needy. I mean, that's natural. You shouldn't be ashamed of that. But I don't want to feel like I do need someone else necessarily to feel complete. Yeah. I always think there's there's people that um, I've met where they have, like you were saying, it's just there's, it's almost as if a new relationship's lined up for the end of one because it's there's such small gaps between them and it's been constant for so many years but yeah. i always think that devalues any of the relationships because it's clearly not necessarily that that person is so special that the way i used to see it was that i'm i want to be single until someone is so much better than being the fact that i'm single which well, and you have to be enjoy you have to find out how to enjoy being single yeah. before you can do that and i yeah. think some people never quite get to that point where they're like i think for some people it's, it's in their mind, it's always better to be with someone else. Yeah. yeah, it's always it's always they always feel more complete and happier. And that's that's I mean the truth is, if it does make you happy, then fine. But I I, I think there is a way of there's a there's, when I uh, I don't know broke up with my kind of second girlfriend after three years. Uh, I kind of just committed to it, and I, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on myself. I'm gonna go to work on myself. I'm gonna. I'm not going to get involved with anybody else for a while and I'm just going to focus on improving my uh, my work and get myself into a better place in life and have a pursue my purpose more and get my health sorted out, yeah. start exercising, start listening and, and reading things and expanding my mind and just make myself a project. And I'm going to commit to it for two years and I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, yes, I suppose, enter into uh a relationship with anyone else until I feel like I've changed, mm, I've, I've moved yeah. on, and it actually yeah, c- just uh, committing to being single and learning how to enjoy it and enjoy the freedom that comes with it was uh, is is huge, and I've done it a few times. And I'm not absolutely not against relationships. Mm. And I'm so grateful for the, all the relationships I've been in, and if I'm in one, I'm in it for the real thing. I'm 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 I'm, in, I'm all in really. Mm. Uh, and I, you know, 
I really have to be, and I'll, I'll commit everything to it ultimately, but I'm not afraid to be alone either. And I think yeah. it's a really good rule. It's like, if you haven't, if you, if you haven't really done it, I mean, fine, don't end your marriage. Or anything. <laughs> it is worth, it's just, it can be amazing. Yeah. And it, it, you learn so much there. And yeah. I've, I've met people, I've met other single people who've done it, kind of discovered the joy of it too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important to uh, know who you are as your own person as opposed to a person that is attached yeah. to someone else because that person... Like Runaway Bride, oh, she changes her egg taste according to each man she's her with. egg taste? Yeah, like she's like, her, have you not seen that film with Richard Gere and Julia Roberts? I was thinking she keeps, she's in all these relationships and then she runs away at the altar and he's the yeah, journalist. Yeah, I love that film. And, and, he, and she each does time, the scrambled egg test, which yeah. is also a rule in life. Yeah. You can you should yeah. marry the person whose scrambled egg you like the most. Oh. But she always pretends that her favourite, and she pretend, pretend her favourite egg is different according to who she's with, she just copies them. Oh, right. So like when she was with one, she was like, oh, I love poached eggs. When she's with someone else, she loves scrambled eggs. When she's with... I see. She sounds like she's got multiple personalities. <laughs> sort of. No, but yeah, it's it's the thing of going. You shouldn't be defined by that person, and that you can coexist, but you shouldn't. Your whole life shouldn't be about someone else. Is no. that what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I've said it. Well, it shouldn't be. <laughs> no, I, 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 exactly. And you, you have got to, got, to, got to enjoy, learn to enjoy your own company, and and. I, I think it's it's a, a robbery to to not have that. Yeah. But uh, yes, I I like that rule. Yeah, I, do. I think it's very important oh, because uh, that's oh, right. You've got another one. Well, no, I was gonna, <laughs> I was going to say it's just a point. A point. Uh, I'm, I'm going to you know shredding on thin ice here, but um, <laughs> I have I have noticed um, from living with women my whole life. I basically always living in your mum's room. Right. <laughs> I live with my sister and my mum, and I'm not saying they're they're this, they're necessarily implicated in this, but mm. I I've just observed. Maybe I'm wrong, but I do feel like I I don't know why. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I do feel like girls, women, uh, they definitely they seem to shame each other more and have more shame and are more fixated on relationships than than uh, men. That they they give them a kind of they have, they give them a kind of uh, social status of a relationship has some kind of yeah. says something about you well that's I just because don't see, I just don't, but that's I don't a societal that. thing and it's also a biological thing in the sense that i think it all it ultimately comes down to the fact that women have to hit certain milestones because mm. their body clocks dictate it in a way that so a man i'd like to, yeah, I'd like to understand like it i mean what's going on there i think the status of it it's you know in the olden times well yeah the the old maid and the yeah. spinster was like yeah, but the... like and the fact that your um your value as a woman mm. was so your dad could marry you off to get money get your dowry like you yeah so that was what your value is so like there must be something left over in it that we're mm. like i'm trying to think what yes, the yeah boyfriend yeah and like people, girls be so happy for another girl having a boyfriend. Just be like, oh my god, I'm so happy for you guys. Seem so great. Do you and think, guys don't but then do that. I think I'm. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't actually I... the right relationship. Mm, well, yeah, fair, fair enough. I'm, 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 this is a really broad brush stuff here. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not <laughs> saying this is like no, uh, women for a second. I can understand it. I think it, again, it's very much depends on the person. But I know that there are some, you know, where it's especially in like friendship groups. It's like everyone who's in a couple, yeah, they delve into that and 
sort of leave their friends who are single behind, which I think is a very stupid thing to do because I would never take for granted for a second that I will be in the relationship that I'm in forever. Yeah. Whereas my friends will probably be around longer yes. hopefully yeah you gotta be careful <laughs> yeah, not to like just your fr- uh, like if, and them. if you suddenly you know are in a relationship with someone marry someone whatever and then that marriage doesn't work out further down the line and you've just sort of got really into it and forgotten yeah not done things by yourself not done things with your friends if that marriage ends or that relationship ends you're on your own and then they're going to yeah, have yeah, to learn yeah. how to be single and you have to and grovel be absolutely miserable mm. there's another you... rule it's another yeah. rule I what? actually don't think get married. Well, just, don't just get like, married just be careful on your way up you know yeah. don't tread on people on the way <laughs> don't up don't tread the on the little yeah. people because when you come back down that ladder you know they're not going to be they're not going to want to be mentioned they won't yeah. catch you exactly well do you know what actually I've just realised this I've never really thought about it. sometimes I find it annoying but it's actually quite a healthy thing to be in a relationship with someone who has quite very different interests to you yeah because sometimes I'm annoyed I'm like oh he doesn't want to see the film I want to see or he hates board games and I love board games or whatever oh, it is. He likes football and I like my <laughs> Yeah, But it does mean that like there's no there's no danger of me ever falling like falling into the trap of doing everything with him. Also, we have a kid so we can't do it anymore. But, but it mm. means that you do you still have like an intrinsic need if you want to be the person you are and do the things you love you have to do them with other people and that's actually yes. quite healthy well then and they get to see you as an objective person in the Rather world than as a couple which is incredibly important for the longevity of the uh, desire in the relationship yes. you should constantly be surprising each other yes and go on a date once a week apparently yeah once <laughs> a week you should you commit you should commit to seeing each other in the outside world as outside as separate individuals for maximum uh, desire uh, desire rating this sounds like a rule longevity. in the sims where it does like, yeah you want maximum longevity from your sims lock that need in yeah, get some life sure points make sure they see each other as well, you need that you, you need, you've got to have a mix don't you of the yeah. uh, of, of separation and otherwise you, you can you can be sucked into a black hole of synergy and uh, what is it um, symbiosis mm. which eats away at the most in, well the kind of the fundamental uh, i don't know tension that yeah. that really is uh, underlies you know uh, what emotional bond yeah the kind of the it's more that you have got to keep the reptile happy in some way <laughs> in each person uh, yeah keep seeing them as exciting and different to what don't cut uh, don't be afraid to cut the head <laughs> off the snake i thought you said don't come and you were talking about <laughs> masturbation again and you were like yes no not the snake not that. you got it wrong no but that does loop round because because reptiles was that the link of reptiles Do you yes the ouroboros yes of yeah. course the, the, the snake that eats its own tail exactly yeah i mean uh <laughs> i yeah, mean i love how i said exactly i have no idea what you're talking about but, but definitely if you haven't tried it just be single get yeah do it for a couple of years like really do it properly that do it that is a big piece of advice that a lot of people should take 100 yeah. percent I do worry for friends that have have never been single for longer than like a week. I'm just like, what's going to happen ultimately? That's I think that applies to the thing of um, you've never been happy. I don't think that you can truly be happy unless you're you've been truly sad. They are there are some people that live on a certain plane where their levels of happiness and sadness never quite reach the extreme heights of other people, and so uh, they don't overthink their relationships or overthink. Yeah being single they just go i like like having someone there there and i don't like being alone and i know how to maintain that and let's 
go round again. <laughs> yeah, to me, it kind of, I'm kind of sometimes just sort of jealous of of, uh, of that. I'd it's... love to be like that. I think it's a big thing about um, experiencing loss and uh, grief is a big thing of making you realise how happy you can be and how sad you can be. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, yes, I definitely wouldn't make grief a law or a rule. <laughs> no, it's not a, I wouldn't want it to be, but I do see a different, like, there are um, friends of mine or people who I know who have never experienced something like that and their their plane of understanding of other people well, yeah, you're, you're, so, yeah, like, you're not in the club yet and yeah i, I, I don't blame those you don't people. want to be in the club it's the worst <laughs> but yeah it's like a, it's a, par- a massive paradigm shift when it yeah. when it when you, you you come you're basically like you meet death for the first time and yeah it's real i mean that happened to me what five years ago and it just yeah whole life is just completely yeah completely changed in a very fundamental way mostly around my understanding of the re- the real understanding of what death is which i don't even like to talk about yeah because it just freaks me the fuck out yeah but i do think i would call that that does kind of become a rule at some point i think uh really looking at it and when you really look at it and you get down to it i mean you have a you should have some kind of breakdown actually mm. it's the it causes mm. a kind of mental breakdown yeah no animal on the earth has ever been able to do it but when you really look at the reality of what life is and the, you know, and the, I don't know, time and everything, how it works, uh, it pretty, it kind of freaks you out. But that is also the source of, I don't know, what everything that's beautiful about life as well. Yeah. Have you seen Tree of Life? I watched it the other night. No. Have you seen it? No. Really got under my skin. It's like two and two hours 40. It's quite a long film. Terrence Malick. What's uh, it and about? it doesn't even have a plot, really. But it's it's basically Brad Pitt and Jessica Chastain are a couple with three kids in the 50s in Texas. And then you've got Sean Penn, who's like a middle-aged man now. And his younger brother dies. And it's like him looking back on his whole life. But then it's also intercut with the creation of the universe and the end of the universe. Mm-hmm. And like, it's it's just beautiful. It's like a, a, a big sort of hymn. It's like, it's just, I just thought it's incredible. I mean, I like anything that goes into that realm of... Uh... Uh, thinking about your place in the itself. world, and, yeah. yeah. Is that what kind of rule can we make there? I think, um, I think <laughs> I have, to, I have to, yeah, a rule should be to go and f- f- go to a country where you can actually see the stars, yeah. That, they, mm. that is that is an instant regrounding connection with you should just reality. see the stars outside of London, just go to Hertfordshire, you'll actually see them, yeah. yeah go and have a look at them, <laughs> just and get out of London, think about it. Like, you've got to think, uh, re- you know, those a lot, uh, I don't know, a lot of people have, I even people I'm really close to don't like to look at those like really fundamental questions of you know why is there something rather than nothing i mean what would come before say a big bang was it uh, is the universe infinite mm. and if it is then was it an infinite amount of time before you were born and an infinite amount of time after you were born you know what's going on there where yeah. where, where are you in, a, in an infinite uh, scale yeah. like that when i was a child i used to lie in bed and try and think about what there was beyond the universe and I used to try and imagine either nothing or like what that and I would actually make myself really upset <laughs> well, it's a, yeah it really kind of shakes you up but uh, I, I, I did I, this I when I was it. like 10 so much that it makes you upset <laughs> yeah it's actually I, really I mean, hard I to, your brain can't it comprehend it I sort of shut down yeah <laughs> <laughs> my brain I was just like mm. I, 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 I don't know I get I kind of my, I kind of go the other way with that. I well, it like, could just go on forever and ever. But like, what? What just is in there forever this, and ever? Uh, that is not possible. Well, it fills you with a kind of void, right? Because mm. there's such a 
you know, understanding is completely short-circuited at that point. But I don't know. I quite like how when you get to that point, it's so mysterious, the whole thing, mm. that I'm like, that's ri- that's actually... We don't understand it. We probably never will. But there is something just fundamentally bizarre about yeah. the fact that there is anything at all yeah. as opposed yeah. to nothing at all. I and mean, why should there even be a single atom as opposed to nothing? Yeah. But there is. There is something rather, and there isn't nothing. And that's what kind of like mm. I get off on. And I think having... Having, I don't know, being able to connect with that, I think is, you know, you should get real. Yeah. Get real about um, what's, <laughs> what's what, what, is, what we <laughs> what don't what? know and how little we actually really know about existence itself. You yeah. sounded like a really cool science teacher. <laughs> we should all get real and know what's what about the universe. I, I mean, that's uh, made me think about the universe for the first time in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> has. I was, I've just questioned everything I do and why Brilliant. I bother. And <laughs> it's good. I think just do that every once. Put in a while. it in perspective. Yeah, just think. Yeah, why get, do get, I bother? Get some perspective. That's a rule. That's a good rule. Just really get. Next time you're worried about something, or a blip, some blip on the face of. Uh, Humanity in the universe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Right, come on. What, what else have you got? Is there What's anything you want to close up with? I've got a couple of other little ones. Yeah, right, go on. Good one is to stop making identity meaning out of external events. Okay, like I think a lot of people. Whenever I've had, whenever I've helped people with really tough times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish I could help myself like that, but I can't. But I'm, some, it's, it's like I think when something goes wrong, or you have a bad night out, or you have a do a shit performance, or you do a bad performance, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people. Or someone rejects you or you have an argument and, and it, it, people identify with the event mm. and they start to think that, you know, so say you so you have a bad gig, the, you identify as I'm not funny. So yeah. You identify with the event. So that one event becomes your identity. So yeah. bad gig becomes I'm not funny or rejected by uh, someone you fancy. I'm not attractive. Yeah. But that, that's a good lesson that, I've, that really helped me was to when I suddenly realized I was doing that. I was like, I don't have to identify with this one moment in time. Yeah. I can, have, I can, I, I don't have this, this says nothing about who I am. In fact, mm. we, don't, we don't even really know who we are at all. We're constantly changing it week to week. So you don't, we can't get fixated on events and identify with them and start. You, you've got to con- constantly. And we always fixate on the bad ones anyway, not the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. So don't make, don't identify with external events because it's just going to, you're going to end up, it's going to end up. Yeah, just you know, you'll end up miserable if you do that. Oh. I also, I also like the 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 rule of there's there's always room for one more, and I, I've heard this that recently on a podcast. But I think it's true that people get dissuaded from doing something that they've always wanted to do or have a go at something that other people do because they see other talented people succeeding in it or doing mm. it, and they think, oh, someone else has done that now, or someone else is doing it, or there's already five of those. But I think the truth is, there's always there is always room for more talent a more great uh, more yeah. greatness and or, or a better mousetrap so to speak that's what, yeah you know, there's always room for something else from somebody else because the, yeah there's an abundant and infinite appetite for everything, what, everything. Yeah, <laughs> for great stuff that comes out of people yeah so there's never there's, there's never no, there's no limit yeah there is no limit like it's just yeah that's just another obstacle you put, put up in front another lie another thing you identify with to stop you yeah. should flip it on its going. head and it and say why not me Yes. That was what I'd sometimes fall back on if I was like, oh, I don't know if I should try. It's like, well, lots of other people are going to try, so why shouldn't I yeah. be exactly, the one to yeah. do it? And it's, yeah, it's just you getting in the way of yourself again, and you're always yeah. constantly the one thing that's just getting in the bloody way. I took it 
a bit more literally where I was like, yeah, whenever someone's like, no, you can't come into the party, there's no war room. I'm like, there's always room. <laughs> <laughs> having, having worked in hospitality, I'm like, there's always room. Even when you're like, I'm really sorry, it's well, we're at capacity. <laughs> there's always room always for room. someone else. Like if someone's friend comes along, you're like, oh, yeah, go on in. Yeah. I mean, I could just, just slip on a dime here fake as well. Rules. Yeah, you could say, you know what? Sometimes pick another thing because actually yeah. there are too many people doing it. Do something else. <laughs> no, <laughs> stick, yeah. stick with the first stick one. That's more yeah, inspirational. Yeah, exactly. I like it. Right. If you've got, do you want to do any more or are you happy with that? I mean, it's up to you. It's your, your podcast. How many have you done? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll just finish with. Okay. Get a good pair of shoes and a good bed because you're always in one of them. That's a really good <laughs> That is I like very that. true. If yeah. you get those two things sorted, you'll always be comfortable. Do you have both of those things? Uh, yeah, I've, I've got, you know, I found a trainer that works for me and I just buy that on repeats. Yeah. And I got myself a, you know, a proper mattress. And... Oh, it's life-changing, a proper mattress. Yeah. Oh, God. Just huge. But now I'm like, wherever I am, if I'm lying down and walking around, I'm always... You're comfy. Comfy, yeah. That's a lovely rule to I like on. it when people say, I have, I've, I found a shoe <laughs> about shoes. Yes. <laughs> about a plural thing. I found a shoe. Yeah, a yes. shoe. I found a shoe for all the occasions. So yeah, your right foot's fine. <laughs> yeah. what, what about the other one? <laughs> the other one I'm just sort of going to leave to. But why don't we, yeah, why don't we wear, why do shoes have to be the same? They I mean, don't. they don't. It's why just quite uncomfortable, probably, well, to walk in a weird. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that'd just be completely. Insane. Actually, that yeah, that might. <laughs> <laughs> you flipped immediately. That's <laughs> stupid. Who <laughs> mentioned that? Who brought that idea up? Yeah, like yeah, because then you yeah, it would be completely throwing yourself off no, balance no, no, for no. your rule of always find a good shoe. Bad for your spine, probably. Yeah. 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 Check it back. Terrible idea. Knock that off. We're not putting that in. Uh, uh, yeah, thank, thank you, you so, so much. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm. So, I it's mean, been really fun. Maybe we'll do an extra. <laughs> yeah, for your for your rules in a few months when we can see if you've flipped on a dime and changed them or <laughs> if you've just added to the yeah, list. It'd be amazing to come back and just completely go against yeah, every single rule, which said. I could do. Mm. I, I would really like it. But just bear in mind, I don't take any of these very seriously. <laughs> You're very open. You're yeah. open to changing your mind. I enjoy it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So let's see. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for coming. Bye. 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 Well, that was quite the episode. Wasn't it just? I feel like I've learned so many things. Are you going to go home and put all the scripts you've ever written in the bath? I and might pulp do that, them? actually. Yeah. <laughs> might be quite cathartic. As a purge. Just go, <laughs> Why didn't these get commissioned? Just get rid of them. <laughs> um, so next week for episode 30 yeah i know my absolutely really old we have got the wonderful actor and writer uh scott chambers who you might know from the critically acclaimed film chicken um he's going to come in and tell us all about his rules so check us out next friday yeah yeah and in the meantime just tell your friends like subscribe share yeah all of that jazz um (laughs) have a nice week yeah bye bye